in this particular session of June of the online Golden Train Training membership, we're going to talk about mole removal and we're going to present three case studies results and for the first time we're going to release the full video with sound of these three treatments. So um, if you're interested in, in this particular three treatments that we're going to introduce to you for the first time in terms of sound because um, these videos were already on our online training platform before but we're going to release them with sound. So what we've got, we've got the feedback from um, people saying that they wanted to hear what was going on. So we're doing this in this particular um, online uh, training seminar. So you'll be able to um, see the full procedure from start to finish with sound, which is very, very important. Up until a certain point, we've uh, taken the sound off, but what we, we realize is that if there is sound on, you can actually appreciate better what is going on. So you have a better context. There's just uh, we'll share screen. So the screen has been shared and uh, with all participants. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna go on to the first presentation and slideshow. Now, this is an online training on mole removal and it's going to be uh, published on vortecplasma.com. Now, moles can come in different shapes or form. It's very important to only treat those moles that are benign. That is very important and we actually provide a few uh, a bit of information on our website about how to distinguish them. Uh, however, if in doubt, always go and refer your client to a dermatologist. That's very, very important because moles come in different shapes and forms. Then um, normally moles, um, I mean, not normally, traditionally they've been uh, removed using a scalpel. Then um, they've been removed using after the, the introduction of lasers, people have started using uh, lasers in order to remove them. Uh, we've got this repeat in this presentation and many apologies. And lately, um, we've got voltaic arc or voltaic plasma or electrical arc and mole removal, which is extremely successful for many, many reasons. Number one is very, we'll see that in the case studies um, very shortly anyway. We'll, uh, we're just going to, to jump on that later on. So, uh, moles and birthmarks normally appear within the first 20 years of, uh, of our lives. Normally they are not dangerous at all, but if they change in shape and form and there's a few risks, uh, and then there's a, a few things that um, you notice about them, then they've got to be checked immediately because uh, they're, uh, they, some of the, the cancer associated to uh, growth on the skin can be extremely aggress aggressive and dangerous and uh, sometimes not even treatable, uh, successfully treatable, like especially uh, melanoma. Now, the traditional method of removing birthmarks is just by using a scalpel. This is a very old-fashioned way um, because 
is not used any longer in aesthetic purposes because it almost always leaves a scar. Scalpel, scalpels are quite difficult to be used with a high degree of precision. Therefore, um, they can, they're more likely than um, plasma or electrical arc and removal to cause a scar. So when you remove molds for aesthetic purposes, what you're trying to do is just remove them without, if possible, leaving a scar. And this is unfortunately not always possible, is uh, you have no complete control over that. Uh, one of the most important things is the uh, the aftercare. Now, um, more remote using lasers are um, e as easy almost as using electrical arcing. The problem with lasers is that they're more expensive the electrical arcing devices normally and you have to learn a lot more much more i mean the learning progress of process and learning curve in order to use lasers for this application is much steeper than electrical arcing um however is they're quite uh, laser molds removal is quite effective and they also if done properly they also minimize the, the risk of developing scars. And once again, it is never mind how you remove uh, moles, the risk of scarring can um, uh, can always be there and they can be minimized but never removed altogether because uh, the risk of scarrings are also uh, tied to the uh, recovery period, the healing progression, and how well the, the, the area heals. And there's a, some infections if people use their own products uh, after during after the procedure during the uh, the healing progression. Then uh, there could be scars. The, the likelihood of the developing scars increases dramatically. So uh, that is out with your control. You've got a certain amount of control. This is why we we tell you to always, always hand out um, uh, post-treatment leaflets where you detail exactly how uh, the, um, how the, uh, just a second, I'm just going to, to mute the sound here, um, exactly how um, they, uh, they can, um, they have to take care of, of them all. So that leaves a lot of, um, that removes a lot of doubt from uh, your, your customers because if they don't have that information in writing, then they may find other uh, solutions in order to take care of, uh, of the part and that can actually result into um, some poor healing or sometimes even uh, infections. And then when there's infections, the, the likelihood of scarring increases dramatically. Um, the technique is, even with lasers, is to um, flatten the moles as much as possible, depending on the benign growth. Some benign growth go inside the skin, so they have to actually be rooted uh, up until inside the skin, like some plasma. Some plasma is one of them, uh, but mostly just the, uh, in order, it's just a simplistic approach what I'm talking about right now. Whenever you're not sure exactly what type of moles you're talking, well, you're dealing with, if you're in doubt, always refer the, the person to a dermatologist to make sure that you're not touching anything that is, is, um, is potentially uh, cancerous. So 
if you're not sure what type of model it is and you're sure that it's, um, it's benign, then um, the best thing you can do is just level off that model with the surrounded skin. And that is done also with uh, electrical arcing. You can actually see loads of videos online that we've published about uh, removing these sort of lesions using um, using um, uh, this technique and leveling off the, the moles with the surrounding skin, which actually produces very good good results normally. So. Um, the technique is normally used as the spray operation. Um, if the benign lesion is rooted between the dermis and the epidermis, a slight deeper ablation may be required. One of the examples, as I mentioned before, is uh, santalasma removal, because santalasma can be a bit deep. Um, and you always start from the top and work all the way down. Um, I mean, to people who have started these aesthetic treatments lately, it seems as if it's quite common knowledge, but in uh, 2010, up until 2010, this um, mole removal by using electrical arcing without the scalpel is something that was almost breakthrough because up until then, the main procedures were either using a scalpel or using a laser. Lasers are very expensive, so this has brought down the mole removal process for, a, for aesthetic purposes. It brought down the cost of the mole removal uh, process down dramatically. It's extremely, extremely good. So um, once again, I can't emphasize more how important it is that you make sure that the moles that you're treating are benign. Um, some people, some professionals, prefer to have a um, a proof from a dermatologist saying that dermatologist statement or uh, um, something in writing stating that these moles are uh, are benign. Um, that is not always the case. So you can actually, from a legal standpoint, you can build into your consent form saying that uh, what you're treating is. Um, isn't is supposed to well is assumed as benign and it is the customer's problem to um, the customer's um, duty to to make sure that they are benign and they have gone to a dermatologist first to make sure of that it's very very important you do that uh, if you want to have got um, also the this sort of documents already there on beautytech.com so you can actually um, copy paste and adapt them to whatever business you have so we tend to publish all the information we've got uh, it because it's always frequently asked questions so it's much easier for people to access than directly onto the internet um, always remember to use a numbing product it's not because it's mandatory it makes the job much easier because these procedures can be painful so it's, uh, uh, that is very important as well. Um, normal, if you're a medical practitioner in many countries, you can use up to 20% lidocaine um, based creams. And these are quite good. Always uh, remember to hand out some aftercare information. Again, 
If you don't have it, if you're a bit confused, go onto the beautytech.com website, you'll find that. It's there on public domain for everyone to use. Because uh, what we find is that people were actually skipping around, couldn't find it, and they keep kept asking the same information over and over. We made that available. You don't need any password. Just go there on the beautytech.com website and you'll find this particular aftercare information. So you copy and paste. Now, this is very, very, very interesting indeed. For the first time, we're going to release the video with sound of this particular treatment. This particular treatment was carried out in 2014, in April 2014, and I remember it vividly. And we've seen the same person in 2016. Uh, th yes, it's actually over two years after. This is the result, completely disappeared. Um, we've got a number of pictures of uh, this particular person. This particular person was uh, 20 years old uh, in uh, 2014. Uh, absolutely beautiful, um, with a number of benign moles that she wanted to, to have removed. And, um, and as you will watch in the video that we're going to um, edit in this video with sound, this procedure is quite easy. Um, then since there are benign moles, legally it does not require a medical doctor to remove them. That is quite important to, to emphasize. We've actually, um, we had lots of controversy over it up until today in Europe, as long as you're not treating um, diseases and a benign mole is not, there's no restriction that we know of in the UK about who can remove them legally. So uh, you're, it's not as if you're going to remove a mole on somebody that is benign, you're going to get arrested, you're going to face consequence, legal consequence after. But it's very important that you put those consent forms in place. Uh, it's very, very important. So keep them for your peace of mind uh, so and to avoid any, any problems in the future. So I can actually emphasize more how important they are. Um, even in our case, uh, because we had them in place, many, many... Um, I wouldn't say many, just that the, the few people who tried it on couldn't actually try it on, uh, but not in moles removal, in other, uh, in other treatments, and uh, everything is uh, is fine. So may, make sure you have consent forms in place, because when a, um, uh, a lawyer tries to, uh, they test you, they want to, the first thing they ask you for is the consent form. Make sure you have them and you keep them in record on record is very, very important that. And so, uh, numbing product that was used on the day, if I remember well, was a, um, a numbing product. So we're actually gonna watch into the video. I think it was a 20% lidocaine. I can't quite remember, but the information is there on the case study, which you can actually access on voltageplasma.com. The, um, since medical doctors historically have done this sort of procedures, which are very simple, now people buy plasma pens online and do it themselves um, at home, so uh, they're taking lots of uh, doctors' work away from them. Um, before, 
doctors used because they like injections injected with lidocaine um, the area with lidocaine to numb it this is unnecessary it's just like using um, a bazooka, bazooka to uh, to kill um, a, a bird uh, it, you wouldn't actually do that so you'd actually use a, a, um, you wouldn't use a bazooka you use something uh, much more smaller than that for that particular purpose sorry for uh, for this particular uh, comparison but just to give it's like um, um, it's just it's just too simple a procedure to inject someone with lidocaine even for a doctor so if you just use a numbing product and even if you're a doctor you buy something on the internet so that well what, the numbing product on the internet use um, occlusion even that is good enough occlusion for long enough uh, but um, th so there is no need no need to inject lidocaine is an overkill is only a mole and we've seen it over and over and over again all you need to do is just numb the area and in order to numb the area you can use numbing products if you're a doctor use a 20% lidocaine based uh, uh, product it's quite quick not because it's better but it's quick it doesn't require occlusion and so on but injectable lidocaine is just an overkill you would actually try to um, uh, it's just it's just too much as again I made that comparison I'll try to make other comparisons uh, it's uh, it's just it's just simply uh, an overkill that's uh, that's really it again um, if you're thinking like um, I don't know you're um, you have to to make a meal for a hundred people then you're going to use a huge kitchen but if you have to make a, a meal for two people you wouldn't use a restaurant kitchen you would use your house kitchen it's just something of the sort you would actually use those resources again lidocaine has got um also lidocaine injectable has got some uh, counter indications it's got some risks very low but some risks associated to that so in, instead if it's on a numbing product the risks are lower so again even if you're a medical doctor no need for injectable lidocaine you are placing that person to an unnecessary risk although very very low is unnecessary an injectable lidocaine and a numbing product which has got lidocaine obviously an injectable has got more risks associated to that to to the to the um to the numbing process than a numbing product itself so no need for injectable lidocaine or injectable anesthetics local anesthetics but historically it's been done using injectable anesthetics there is no need reason whatsoever in 2018 to actually use injectable anesthetics even for medical doctors even if you can do it legally now, and this is the um, the result. Um, this is the before and after. Absolutely amazing. I couldn't even see uh, when I I actually taken that picture. I couldn't even see a trace of it. It was absolutely amazing. Um, so re uh, now adverse reactions, which is uh, mainly due to um, to infections, are due to a poor aftercare. So make sure you do uh, provide that 
uh, essential aftercare instruction to your clients. Um, again, then if the scabs are removed forcefully, then it can cause scarring problems. And sometimes some people can have different skin, skin reactions. It's just the example for uh, of people with uh, the, the propensity to develop of developing keloids. So if people are likely to develop keloids, keloids can uh, can happen after can develop after this type of procedures. And yes, so another before and after, absolutely amazing. And that, that's pretty much it. So right now, what we're going to do, um, we're going to show you the full video with sound of that procedure in 2014. Enjoy the video. No, no, we can go higher, but we'll try a 12 and see what. I wish you can tolerate it. I'll go higher. It's too small. Okay. Yeah. No, it's higher. No, Nie przeszkadza. Nie przez cały czas są trzy, nie były zmieniane także. Ja się źle czułam, jak pan zaczął najpierw tutaj, Aha. od razu. Żeby że to pani widziała. Tak, że tak było. Tak. A nie tak to wie. Mhm. Nie, ja, ja nie chcę. Ja, 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 ja. 
Tak, jasne, troszeczkę też używałam tego, że Pani mnie boli, więc że jechaliśmy gdzieś i na przykład część ulic była pozamykana, bo te szanie to wyglądało na tych takich tam jest takim Bardzo przykro. Nie, skąd? No, ja tu już jestem no, przecież weteran, już miałam rację. Tak, 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 ja się pani... zazwyczaj te usuwam wszystkie, te małe, właśnie takich dużych niestety się boję. Te małe pani Woodleafing? Tak. Ok, czyli carry on, carry on. Tak, no, Just use it as if you're spraying. To to, to, to spraying over. As if you're spraying Moje też się porusza wtedy tutaj So you can continuously spray over it, continuously. You don't need to put dots. Just continuously okay. go over it as if you're spraying. So like, like this. Okay. 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 Nie, 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 Likely there's not going to be any marks okay. uh, once it heals. Say in two months' time, you cannot see anything. You shouldn't be able to see. But are you sure? Because look, here is some blood. Okay, but mm -hmm. there is there is a bit brown. The color is a bit. Brown. I would leave it. I would leave it. You cannot go go again uh, later on if you want. Mm -hmm. okay. I, I, I would personally okay. leave it because then the patient is going to get back and. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, uh -huh. if you just... Presenting this other case study, this is um, um, a very interesting uh, case study. We're just going to go into the picture so I remember it. And again, it's a very similar um, number of moles that we have um, removed. And once again, this is um, a very good case study because not only can you actually enjoy the full procedure soon after this short presentation, but also you can actually watch the healing progression of after this, uh, this aesthetic procedure. In this particular case, we use a 10% lidocaine numbing product uh, uh, with um, occlusion. So uh, it is always advisable whenever you can um, to use a stronger numbing product only, because, only for um, to, to be practical because 
the uh, numbing products that are available online or off uh, of the counter at the chemist are normally uh, low concentration lidocaine and they, re they require occlusion and that takes time so uh, make sure you've got a very good numbing product that is uh, fast acting and if you use a 20% lidocaine with, uh, with other product or active ingredients which we've got listed on voltaicplasma.com you'll find the effect, the numbing effect is absolutely amazing and it's fast and you can actually uh, feel the pain at all. Now, this is the uh, the before. The before. These are the, the, the mold, there was a mold in there, uh, the mold in there. And this is uh, another picture. So, um, this is 10 days after the procedure. You can see there's still a sign of it. 14 days after, still some signs of scabbing. 10 weeks after, can't even see it. Zero, nothing, zilch. So the effects are absolutely amazing. So for now, what we're gonna do again, we're just going to show you this particular full procedure with signed for the first time. So enjoy the video. No, it's a, it's our laser. It's pick, 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 pick. It's a sound. I was just looking at the screen. Mm -hmm. Super, thank you very much. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't, don't do it. Perfect. Super. I'm going to increase the power then. <coughs> Super. Yes, as long as it doesn't, it's not painful. Okay, can I carry on? Can I carry on? It's too painful. When it's too painful, please let me know. I'll mm -hmm. stop. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Just stop me. Stop me so if, if, if it is too much, okay? Quindi, mm -hmm. what I'm doing here is very simple. I'm burning it from the top mm -hmm. and I want to level it with the surrounding skin. Please stop me if, uh, if it's too painful. Mm -hmm. So you do the little circles. Wider and yeah, I'm burning it from, from the mm -hmm. top. Uh -huh. Okay? Mm -hmm. Body? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah means no. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Okay? Stop me, okay? Is everything okay? Oh, beautiful. Mm. I want to be sure. If we do it again in the same place, non basta. No, what we're doing is we're going to break from the... Dalla superficie, dalla ah, parte okay, superiore. Ah, ok, il bordino. Okay? Sto uh -huh. vedendo. 
e la dobbiamo fare diventare piatta con la... Ok. Smesh. Ok. Se scopo due c'è per... Poi ci vuoi, se troppo vuoi, è paschi. Come distinguiamo quello che possiamo fare e quello che non bisogna toccare? Se lì da tanto tempo normalmente vanno bene, però ora vi, vi dico come l'abbiamo risolto questa cosa. Grubsza, jak coś jest od dłuższego czasu, to można. Posso kontynuare? Mhm. Chciałem jeszcze jedno, tylko jeszcze wracę. Dziękuję bardzo. Jest ta pizza nie Jak będzie dzwonił mój telefon, to opisz, bo to mogę dzwonić po spicy. Jak trafić? Dźwięk jest, tak? Na Messengerze ma ktoś pisać? Czy będą dzwonić? Nie, telefon nie mam. Boli? Nie. No. Boli? Super. No. Żeby ognie przypiekało. Ma tak jest, nie? Nie wiem, nie czułem.
Super. Jen uměl z čistého Perfect. 